Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494 on one of our final football Fridays of the year. It is a football Friday, of course. We look forward to the Super Bowl. And this is my last show until the Super Bowl here in Philadelphia. I'll be out there um, with 94 WIP, with Odyssey at the Super Bowl next week on radio. I can't wait to be in Arizona and do those shows. We're, we're going to have some fun next week. Uh, I'll be on after Mark Therese every day. Elliot's going to come by. We'll have a lot of fun things going on next week in Phoenix, Arizona, where the Eagles will be heading out on Sunday. And when they take the field a week from this Sunday against the Chiefs, It's going to be different, and it's going to be different than anything else we've ever experienced because on the other side is Andy Reid. And there may be some of you out there, and I'm really interested in what everyone thinks tonight on this because maybe some of you out there don't feel like this means more, like there's something different about this because it's Reid. Maybe you've totally moved past the Reid era and have no emotion left, whether it be positive towards him or whatever, whatever you felt. Maybe you're just out, tapped out because it's been enough time. I'm not. This Super Bowl will mean more than I would think if it was anybody else because it's Andy Reid. And every time I hear someone say, well, the Reid stuff's overblown. No, it's not. No, it is not. The Eagles are playing a Super Bowl, competing in a Super Bowl against the greatest coach in their history, against a coach here that helped change this franchise. That That is all true. And we cannot ignore that, and I can't ignore it. But there's, there's something else that I, I think is at play here. As much as Andy Reid did well here, and he did so much well, I, I don't think it's just easy to separate the fact that he was on the sidelines for some of the most heartbreaking moments in the history of the franchise. Now, some of the best moments, some of the best wins, playoff runs, I mean, that's all true too. But he was the coach, like the emotion towards Andy Reid in this city for 14 years was undeniable. I mean, it, you either were pro-Reed or you were anti-Reed or you were tired of Reed or you were frustrated with Reed or you defended Reed. I mean, everyone had an emotion on Andy Reed for 14 years. From his hire to the high highs to the moments they couldn't get over the hump to whatever the heck happened in that Super Bowl, whether we played Donovan at the end or Andy or whatever, to the end when it got really bad that last year in 2012. There was emotion every day on this radio station to Andy Reed. And yeah, the Eagles have won without Reed. But Reed has won without the Eagles. And you know what Sunday, next Sunday is? It's the tiebreaker. It is the game that we will remember as they go in their opposite directions and someone is crowned a winner. Because up until now, I think you can make the case that Andy Reed won the divorce, the Eagles won the divorce. Look, look at both franchises since Reed left. Or look, both parties, right? Andy Reed went to Kansas City and he just is one and one and one and one and, you know, been to three Super Bowls now and won a championship. He'll go for a second one. The Eagles, maybe not quite as simple as the Reed experiment in Kansas City, right? It hasn't been as smooth, but the Eagles are in their second Super Bowl now. They have gotten to the Super Bowl with multiple coaches. They've gotten there with multiple quarterbacks. They have been, once again, one of the best teams in the NFC without Andy Reed. So both parties right now are, are currently winning the divorce, but that's not the truth after next Sunday night. Because the winner of the game will catapult the other one by a lot. Just think about it. If the Eagles lose to Andy Reid, he'll have won multiple Super Bowls without them and and, and be clearly the coach of the team of this era in the NFL. 
I mean, the Chiefs have already been at three Super Bowls. They have the quarterback of this era. And if they win the game, they'll have multiple rings in this era. And you, you go back last five, six years since Mahomes started playing, you know, since the Eagles got to their Super Bowl, how, how many teams have multiple rings? None. I mean, none. And if we, if we agree the Patriots have fallen down now, who's the team of this era? You can't say it's the Bills. I mean, that's all hype. They haven't been to a Super Bowl. You can't say it's the Bengals. They haven't won one. You can't say it's the Rams. They've only been to one and won one. I mean, who is the team of this era? It's the winner of this game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a nice little burst with Tom Brady. That's over now. The Patriots are done. That's over now. The Niners have a nice story. They haven't won a ring. You know, they're pretty good, but haven't won a ring. The Packers, please, spare me. They never get to a Super Bowl anymore with Aaron Rodgers. The team of this era is the winner of this football game. I I think you could fairly say the team that wins this game is the team of this era of the NFL. And the Eagles could do that, and they could do it by beating Andy Reid. 215-592-9494. Will this mean more to you because it's Andy Reid? The way I view it is this. Winning this game is different than winning the Super Bowl. Like, this is, there's an extra element to this that I don't know if any of us ever thought this day would come, where they get to play Andy Reid in a Super Bowl and have this almost tiebreaker to the divorce. And it would really cement the franchise past Reid's shadow. Because as much as we want to, I think, believe the Eagles are a great franchise without Andy Reid, as much as we want to believe the Eagles have created their own identity without Andy Reid, we could acknowledge and be real about it. In 2017, his shadow lurked over the Super Bowl. It it was just there. Doug Peterson was the coach. Nick Foles was the quarterback. I don't have to go any further than that. You know, we could talk about the other players that were in their prime, like Kelsey and and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, all Reid guys that were in their prime then. But even just, just go to the coach and quarterback. Doug Peterson was Andy, literally Andy Reid's quarterback here in Philadelphia when it started out. And Nick Foles was his final young quarterback he left the franchise behind. The shadow of Andy Reid hovered over what they did in 2017. If they win this game, that shadow's gone. It's over. They fully moved past the Reid era. And, they, and we could say with conviction, they're not successful now because of Andy Reid. In 2017, we couldn't say that. Like, it was great. They won before him. It was the best sports moment in the history of the city. But deep down, we all knew it. Like, they won still in part because of Andy Reid. He left behind the coach. He left behind the quarterback. Or he gifted the coach, and he left behind the quarterback. That, that's that's what the way it was. He had his hands all over that thing from afar. It was almost like the Super Bowl he didn't win here. They won it without him a couple years later. That, that's the way that felt. If they win this game next Sunday and beat Andy Reid, it cements the Eagles as the team of this era. It cements the Eagles as way past Reid's shadow. And they win. The Eagles franchise comes out the, the winner. If we're kind of putting on a scale, Andy Reid after the Eagles, the Eagles after Andy Reid. This Super Bowl will tip the scales. The winner of this game will be ahead, and, and and without question, ahead. Because multiple Super Bowls trump one. That's it. And they both had nice runs, but both, mo- both of them will have different kind of runs, but only one can have two Super Bowls after this one. 215-592-9494. This Super Bowl, mean, there's extra to this. It means extra because it's Andy Reid. That's the way I feel. Agree or disagree on this? 215-592-9494. Does this mean more to you because it's Reid? Because it's the coach that was here for 14 years that took the Eagles so close but couldn't get over the top. It means more to me. This is different. If they were playing the Bengals, it's, it's just a Super Bowl. If they were playing the Bills, it's just a Super Bowl. If they were playing anybody else, it's just a Super Bowl. 
And last time, five years ago, it was to capture the first. This one's different. That you know, there'll never be a feeling quite again like winning the first Super Bowl. That that's a once in a lifetime. But now we move on to something way different. This legitimizes the franchise to a level it's never been before. You know, the Eagles win this game over Andy Reid. They are totally past the Reid era. They're totally past the credit for Reid. And now they have to be looked at as one of the top franchises in the NFL, not just a team with one. I mean, there's, there's some teams out there that have one Super Bowl. You think about the teams that have multiple Super Bowls? You know, we start trending towards the direction in the next decade or so where they could become one of the upper echelon all-time franchises. This is the one, though. they got to beat Reed. This means more. It's different. I look at this game, and there's an extra element besides 60 minutes of football, one team against the other, and one wins a trophy. Now, this is the Reed Bowl, and I, I don't think this is being overblown. I think there's something real, and those emotions to Andy Reed in this city, we can't pretend that we didn't feel him. You can't pretend you didn't hate him or love him. I mean, because you did. I mean, I, I, re- I remember the way he was talked about. I still hear it in the mornings here, this week especially, and next week especially. There's emotion there. 215-592-9494. Does this mean more because Andy Reid's on the other side? Tucker, what are you feeling on this as the Eagles get set to take on Andy Reid in the Super Bowl? I think maybe leading up to the game, it's definitely a storyline, and we're going to talk about it you know, for the rest of tonight and all of next week. And I'm sure when you tune in to who has Super Bowl Fox, Fox, because it's Greg Olson and Burkhart. Correct. So when you tune into Fox on Sunday afternoon, I'm sure you're going to have a, a big, long piece on Andy Reid and his time in Philadelphia compared to his time in Kansas City. And it will be a storyline, but I think once the game kicks off, I'm not worried about beating Andy Reid. I'm not worried about the head coach on the other team. And I think if the Eagles do win on Sunday night, and I think they will, I don't know. I don't think people are going to parade the streets and party even harder because Andy Reid is on the other side. I, I think it's an interesting storyline. I think it's a talking point, but... Do I think it's something that's going to make this game matter even more in my head? And when we look back and we talk about it to, to you know our kids and our grandkids, we're going to say, you know what? In Super Bowl 57, we beat Andy Reid. No, I think we're going to talk about the actual game and what happened in those 60 minutes and what an amazing season this was. Do I think it's a talking point? Yes, but I don't know if it's anything more than a footnote. See, so, yeah, it feels bigger to me than that. 215-592-9494. When a coach coaches a place for 14 years, and has the largest run of success that franchise ever had, like Andy here, obviously. Playing that guy in the Super Bowl is way more than a footnote to me. It's 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 a big part of the emotion of the game. Beating Andy Reid moves them past his shadow. Beating Andy Reid puts them ahead of him. I mean, that, that's just the bottom line. The Eagles go ahead of Reid post-divorce if they win this game. And they beat him head-to-head. They don't, you know, all that about what he built here, it's, it starts to fade away because they're their own franchise with this one. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Marty in Haverton. What's up, Marty? Hey, Joe. How are you? Good, Marty. What are you thinking? Well, I uh, I was talking with Tucker, and I, I agree with what he just said. I I think we're already three coaches past Andy Reid, and I, so I'm not sure if it doesn't mean as much to me as it sounds like it does to you. What I am counting on is – getting some of Andy's bad clock management in the Super Bowl. And uh, if Kansas City has a lead, basically throwing the ball uh, and not running it so uh, to keep us in the game. So, um, you know, I, I'm actually more excited with this Super Bowl to hopefully see Jalen lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl championship. And basically, that to me would be the incredible story of – you know, his entire career from, from college 
into the pros. And to me, that would be the most exciting storyline. So, uh, you know, I, I think basically the Eagles and Andy, they've parted ways. That was like nine, tw- ten years ago. And I even think the last three, four years while Andy was here, you know, people were already just kind of tired of how it was going. So I, I just think people have long ago made their peace. Andy went his way. Eagles went theirs. Good luck to Andy. I think some folks in this town were, you know, they were happy that he won his Super Bowl. Um, I really didn't think there were a whole lot of hard feelings about Andy over the years. He obviously turned things around back in 2000 mm-hmm. when they, you know, starting with when they went down to Dallas and won on opening day with the onside kick. And just clearly he turned the program around after it had been in, you know, it just was floundering there in the 90s. Um, so, you know, all the credit to him. But he never got over his flaws. And I think that's why people got tired of, you know, watching him coach. And uh, so, you know, I, I kind of agree with Tucker. I think it would be a bit more of a footnote. I think it'll be a storyline. All the pregame shows will we'll talk about it. Lots of interviews with Andy. They'll talk to Jeffrey and, you know, about Andy's time here and so on. But I, I'm more excited for current Eagles and what this would mean for all of them. And I do think that in this, you know, this current era of, of the cap, um, to win a Super Bowl while you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, that's the key. Well, it uh, is. Well, it's imperative. It. I mean, Marty, it's it, yeah. the, the way this works. You're right. And Marty, I appreciate the phone call. And I and I, I can appreciate that perspective that some people have moved on. I, I, the way, I guess for me, it's not so much about moving on. I mean, yeah, I think everyone's past the divorce. It was a long time ago now. But it, it does, like, I, I'll put it this way. If I'm Howie Roseman and I'm Jeff Fleury, I don't want to lose to Andy Reid. Like I'd rather lose to anybody else but Andy Reid. That that I mean that would they fired him. Okay, they fired the best coach in franchise history. That's the truth. That happened. And you know what? Wishing him well and and rooting for them against the 49ers a couple years ago, that that's different than playing him. Because if they lose to him like that, they fired one of the great coaches in franchise history. Whether or not it was time, whether or not they fired the best coach franchise, one of the best coaches ever. Whether or not it was the moment and everyone was ready to go, whatever. I mean, that's that's revisionist history back in the day. Like, we could go back and think about how we felt then. That's the bottom line is they fired Andy Reid. You can't then lose to him in the Super Bowl. It just would sting. It would sting if they lost to Reid in the Super Bowl. You, know, you don't have to hate him. I, I like Andy Reid. And I, and I, I was an Andy Reid appreciator a couple years ago when we had our day here on WIP. But I don't want to lose to him in the Super Bowl. And I do think it has been noticeable over the last, since he left, he still gets credit for what the Eagles are. He hasn't been here for a very long time. But but look, go back to 2017. Go back to the way that team was talked about. Well, you know, how'd they get Doug Peterson? How'd they get the coach that, that helped them win? Well, you know, it was Andy Reid guy. Where'd Nick Foles come from? Well, he was Andy Reid guy. And they put all those stars in their prime that were here when he was here still. Like that Super Bowl, he got almost some credit for and this one would push them past him the Eagles almost be like they they have become their own franchise independent independent Andy Reid let's talk to Steve in Delray what's up Steve hey Joe I think the problem and that last caller alluded to it is well first of all Reid he he never learned he did something that all the rest of us would never get away with which is he he never bothered to acknowledge or improve upon his mistakes year after year or his shortcomings, right? He didn't delegate anyone, or seemingly he didn't delegate uh, somebody to, to, to watch the clock, and he continued to, to make the same mistakes over and over. And, and he really, 
his arrogance, I think, cost the Eagles probably a Super Bowl or two during that era of that incredible defense they had with Dawkins and Trotter and such because Andy Reid thought that he himself, Andy Reid, was the talent, right? I have a system. My system is very good. I, you can plug players into my system and we're going to win. And, you know, lo and behold, three years with uh, James Thrash and Pod Pinkston at wide receiver, and he figured out right after it was, I think, that NFC loss, NFC championship loss to Carolina, mm-hmm. the 14-3 game, he figured out pretty quickly, you know what, maybe maybe we need some, some people who can play. And uh, it's not, you know, his, his arrogance, his thinking that he himself was the talent, at least for uh, several years, I think cost the Eagles some, some Super Bowls uh, possibly, or at least one or two more appearances uh, during that during that era, and and the other knock against Reed, I will say uh, you you mentioned before you you rooted for Andy Reed uh, before. I will always root against Andy Reed. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, you you can tell I'm, I you know uh, haven't completely gotten over that that era. Um, the other thing beyond the lost opportunities, the arrogance, I kind of felt that the way he spoke to the fan base many times was just incredibly off putting. Like when. If you remember when Dawkins um, left for Denver and somebody, I think I remember a reporter asked him, asked him a question at a press conference where they hired, I'm sorry, they just signed Stacey Andrews and he, he was. Oh, yeah. You know, he just, oh, yep. Yeah, he, he, he just wouldn't. I felt like for a fan base that is as involved, interested, committed as we have here in Philadelphia, he, he really didn't treat the fans uh, very well. But anyway, that's my take. Yeah, and Steve, I, I get it, and I, I understand that. That for I, It's funny, you know, one of our, our first callers said we're well past all the emotions. Our last caller was obviously, obviously not past the emotions, and that's okay. I mean, you know, 14 years is a long time to watch a coach and, and either root I mean, obviously root for the coach while he's here, but go through the ups and downs with a coach. I mean, that's that's a long time. That Those scars just don't go away. As far as the Reed press conference stuff and the way he talked to fans, I always thought that he was just protecting his players. He, he thought, I mean, I, I, that stuff never bothers me. I, I mean, I, we do this all the time with press conferences with coaches. We get annoyed at what they say. You know, other than Doc, who does bother me, um, I, I typically don't get that annoyed because I, I just think that they're trying to protect something, information, players, you know, they'll put them, whatever. Oh, you know, they, they have an agenda. It's not to give us what we want. Um, but in terms of not – fixing his issues as a coach is great of a coach is and he's one of the best coaches ever I mean we can acknowledge he's a top 10 coach in NFL history and he's going to go to the Hall of Fame I, that it is for, of course that's fair to be frustrated by that and you don't want to lose to that guy like there is a difference between wishing someone well in the other conference and the odds are never is it going to be a big game against each other I mean just what are the chances you know if you play, you play once every four years and usually those games are kind of early in the season. Like, it's not, it's never going to feel until now. There's only one chance for it to be a big game against Andy Reid. And this is it. It's the one possible way this happens has happened. It's the Super Bowl. And the way I look at it is it, it would mean more to beat him because it legitimizes the franchise. It shows the Eagles have come well past the Reid era to get here again without him. And you don't want to lose to a guy that the Eagles fired. I mean, that's just that. This isn't a normal Super Bowl. And I, I, I think if you like Andy Reid, maybe you want to pretend it is. I, I, I can't pretend it is. There's a different element to this, and it's beyond just, you know, the storyline. Like, there's something different about this than if they were just playing the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, there's no juice to that game beyond 60 minutes when they kick it off. There's, there's no juice to it. This has juice because it means more to the Eagles franchise. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Seth. 
who's on WIP. What's up, Seth? Not much. Uh, I want to start off by saying I'm loving that analogy about the divorce with Andy Reid, and this Sunday we're going to have the custody battle of superiority. Yep. And I do think that this is kind of like a pivotal uh, point in the, the whole Andy Reid, Eagles uh, saga and everything. And I don't know. It's, a, it, it, it's tough because Philly, there's one thing about Philly. We'll throw snowballs at Santa Claus, but we respect our coaches. I was at the Jacksonville game this year. When Doug Peterson came out, it was standing ovation. Everyone was clapping him on because, you know, that's one of our coaches, and they, he gave us a Super Bowl. But this one's a little different. I, I'm definitely riding with uh, how you feel about not losing to a guy that we fired. Yeah, and you know what? Even though we want – people wish their, their ex is the best, like you, you don't want him to one-up you. I mean, Andy Reid would one-up no. the Eagles if he beats him in the Super Bowl. That's just the truth of it. Yeah, and that's something that, that we're going to have to hold on to. And this this – game this weekend it's going to really come down to Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts versus Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes you know it's just that our our best coach in franchise history with what seems to be the best quarterback in the NFL right now versus new Philly Nick ready to ready to take over Philly I mean he Sirianni is going to be a stud these next couple of years, and really, I think I'll pass injuries. You know? Well, I, Seth, I hope, if that happens, it'd be great for this franchise. Seth, I, pr- I appreciate your phone call. Look, here's the bottom line. The winner of this game next Sunday is the team of this era in the NFL. The Patriots' time is over. So wh- who's the next team? I, I think the Chiefs are the obvious answer as of today, this moment. They've been a, more, three of these now, and they got the best quarterback. They got a coach that's winning more than anybody. Like They're the answer, but they only have one ring. If the Eagles go and top them, they have two in a six-year span. I mean, the Eagles are the team of this era if they win this game. And it's against Andy Reid. 215-592-9494. Does this mean more because Andy Reid's on the other side? It does for me. This is different. I can't pretend, oh, yeah, well, it's, you know, I know he used to be the coach here, but it's just a game. No, it's not just a game. They're playing Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. Let's not pretend that this is just like they're if they're playing the Bengals. It's not. 215-592-9494. What do you lie on this? Does this have more meaning for you, yes or no, because Andy Reid's on the other side in Super Bowl 57? We'll take all your phone calls, come back, and we got to get to explicit history. It's a Friday night, and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Hmm, they've done this a few times in the past. We'll do explicit history, tell you what the topic is tonight. Up next, all your calls. Does it mean more because it's Reid? Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94. WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you get aboard. 
on this football Friday night as we look forward to Super Bowl 57. And this one means more. I, I, I just I can't subscribe to the idea. Well, it's just a game. Yeah, I know Reed's on the other side, but it doesn't really matter when they kick it off. Of course it matters when they kick it off. This decides who won the divorce. The winner of this game will be looked at as the team of this era in the NFL. Two rings in the last six years belong to the winner of this game. And nobody else has that. This means more because of who it's against, the franchise it's against, the coach it's against. And we can't separate all the Reed years and the emotion of that era, whether or not you appreciated him, you were frustrated by him. Either way, I mean, Andy Reed was the coach on the sidelines during the most, what's the word, dramatic, you know, emotional era of Eagles football, you know, rising back to a power in the NFL, sustained success, but no ring. And he's gone elsewhere and built a superpower again. Can't lose to that guy. This would mean more. It legitimizes the franchise in a way that we've never seen beating Andy Reid. Does it mean more for you? 215-592-9494. Let's go to Tony, who's on the cell. What's up, Tony? Hey, Joe. And listen, this is the way I look at it. Let me just preface this by saying that when Reid left, I thought it was time for him to leave. But I actually had disdain for him at the time because of his smugness and the way he handled our fan base. But then I had time to reflect, and I realized that he just needed a change of scenery, right? Mm-hmm. And then I actually turned around and I rooted for him to win a Super Bowl when they won a Super Bowl. So there is emotion connected to that. So whether you have disdain for Reed, right, or you rooted for him when he was in the Super Bowl, there's emotion tied to that. Absolutely. And to play into your divorce scenario, I'll take it a step further. I think anybody who says there's no emotion tied to it, if you're going through a divorce, right, and you're going to a social function, let's say a wedding, and you know your ex is going to be there, let me tell you something. Every person is going to be on their best top of their game, right? There's emotion connected to that. So for you, for people to say, no, there's, not, there's nothing, he's just like any other coach, to me they're kidding themselves. Because in this divorce, there's always going to be emotion. I don't care how many years are separated from it, right? And there's another layer to this onion that no one's really talked about. People have to remember Nick Sirianni was part of Andy Reid's staff back in 2013. He fired Nick Sirianni. So there's another layer to this onion. To me, the storyline is great. I mean, you got the divorce, you got the separation, right? You have emotions, and then he fired our boy, Nick Sirianni. He I, let him go. That might be, Tony, my favorite little underrated subplot of this, that he could have kept him, right? He could have kept him on that staff in, in, in Kansas City, and he decided to bring his own people in, and I understand that. But, yeah, I mean, he, he literally fired Nick Sirianni. It's, it's a wild subplot. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of storyline. And listen, at the end of the day, I know, you know what, once the ball's kicked, it really doesn't matter to the players. But I'll tell you what, from a fan base, it matters. It, that's Tony, that's it for me. And I, I, I love the call. I appreciate it. It matters. And you know what? Obviously, not everyone's gone through divorce. I hope no one, if you haven't, you never do. But, like, we've all gone through separations or breakups or, you know, whatever. You go your separate ways. It, it could be a friend thing, too. It doesn't have to be a... Uh, you know, you know, a relationship. It, just, it could be anything. We, we have a disagreement. You go your separate ways. Maybe it's cordial, whatever. Like everyone in life, we all go through these things. It's just, it's normal. And you might wish the best for somebody, but imagine if you're then competing for the same thing with that person. You don't, you don't want, it matters more. You, like, you're not going to lose out to that person. Or just you, you go your separate ways and you hope that person does well, but if it ever comes to a point where it's like you're kind of looking who, who's doing better, you want to do better. And there's probably nothing you know, that correlates just like this. This is the Super Bowl, but I think a lot of people have had that experience at some point in life, and this means more. It's just different. Last time, it was like the revenge tour. Beat the Patriots, 
right? They may have stole that title from this franchise in 2004 with cheating. Everyone hated Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Very easy to hate them. I don't hate Reed. And in fact, I think it's silly if anyone out there actually hates Andy Reed. I mean, he was a hell of a coach for this franchise. No, no hate. But you want to win. And it's and there's more of a want to win in this case because who's on the other side than if it was, you know, the Bills, if it's the Bengals, if it's the Ravens. I mean, I, I think it would that that's just a game. Like that's just a Super Bowl. It's just, oh, who's our opponent this time? Oh, we'll play the Ravens. We'll play the Bills. No, that's not this. Andy Reid's on the other side, and I can't separate what Reid was, what Reid will always be, versus let's just pretend it's a game. I'm not going to pretend it's a game. It's it's different. Ray is in Morstead. Hey, Ray. Yo, Joe, how you doing tonight? Good, Ray. What are you thinking? Well, you know what? It is like a breakup, and you know what? I, I'm petty. You can call me that if you want because I want to win the breakup. I'm, I'm just not going to be, you know, okay with it. You have to think. Now, the, the press wants – as many uh, a story, they're always looking for a story. And we have three storylines we've been listening to all week. Oh, it's the first uh, black quarterbacks uh, meeting each other head-to-head. It's the first brother uh, tandem to play in the Super Bowl. It's former coach coming back to play. So, but l- listen, this was a breakup that went sour. That last season that Andy was here, the fans were done with him. Jeff Lurie was done with him. Don't you think for just one minute – Andy Reid wants to beat. He wants to defeat Jeff Lurie. He does. Of course, right? They they, they, right it's, it's only natural. Cameras, it's only natural, right? Yeah. He was fired they say by this all the right franchise. In front of the yeah. camera, they're polite and they speak well of each other. But deep down inside, Andy wants to beat Jeff Lurie because he wants to teach him a lesson. He wants to show him that you made a mistake. You should never have let me go. And look at what I'm doing in this franchise over in Kansas City. I'm making them uh, a, a legacy team now. And he wants to prove that. He wants to drive and emphasize that point by decimating the Philadelphia Eagles next Sunday. That's what Andy Reid's going through. That's what he's thinking. That's what's going through his mind. He's not going to say that publicly, but you know in his heart of hearts that he wants to beat Jeff Lurie. And I'm sure Jeff Lurie wants to beat him too. Because like you said, it wasn't an amicable breakup. You know, uh, Andy, was, his last words were, yeah, I'm all in. And he'd, he'd love to stay, but he knew it was time to go, and he knew he couldn't stay any longer. And they didn't want him here anymore. It's a situation where Jeff Laurie, I'm sure, just as much doesn't want this guy that has gone on to have success in another city, meaning that I, I didn't need you to have success as an owner. Each party wants to decimate the other. I, I, I really feel that that's what's going through uh, their minds as, as, as competitors because you got to face it. Jeff Lurie's a competitor. Andy Reid's a competitor. They want to beat each other. And as much as they smile in front of the cameras and say nice things about each other, the truth is they probably hate each other's guts at the end of the day when it comes down to winning a championship. They have to fight it out. And the only way we're going to feel good about it is if we win because, you know, I, I rooted for Andy. When he played in the Super Bowl, they won. I felt so good for him. But things have changed. You know, I saw the tenor – of people that he's had player-wise on the team. I don't like those kind of guys. I don't like those kind of personalities. They're, they're really bad guys. So I've kind of changed my stance on Andy as, as a person. So guess what? I'm rooting against him now. It's not just because I want to win a Super Bowl. It's because I just really don't like the players that he has on his team anymore, people that he has chosen to represent his franchise. Yeah, I, don't well, like I know. He's, I he he has taken that to, to a different degree. Right, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill was the was – the, maybe the worst of all of that um, a couple of years ago when all that came out and he, and he stood behind him. I mean, Andy Reid's a player's guy. I mean, every player that I've 
known, and I, I mean, we, we work with three of them here. I mean, between you know Ike and, and Hugh now and, and um, John Ritchie, they all, maybe there was one over the years or two that said, ah, I didn't love Reed. But for the most part, everyone that I've worked with here, they, the players love him. Doesn't mean you have to love him, but players love him, and that's, that's different. Different kind of relationships between the fans and the players, and obviously all that. But yeah, I, I agree with what Ray just said there. Jeff Lurie doesn't want to lose Sandy Reed. He fired that guy. Like, just for a second. And we can go back and, and we could think about, yeah, well, it was time to go. That's cool. Here's what history will show. If Andy Reed wins this game, and let's say he wins another couple, the Eagles fired one of the five best coaches ever who left to build a dynasty. That will be a that will be the truth one day, whether or not there's context to it. And guess what? That dynasty gets spurred on by beating the Eagles. We can't let that happen. And if the Eagles beat Reed, they fully move past him. It's like, all right, yeah, he did a lot of nice things here, and yeah, there are a few pieces left behind when they won in 2017. Not this one. Now this one was a, a, a their own franchise quarterback that they drafted and developed without the help of Andy Reed. Their own coach they went out and found and hired without the help of Andy Reid. This changes both franchises, and I can't, I can't move past it. All right, when you call in, we'll, uh, we'll discuss this Reid thing. And it is a Friday night, so we got to play explicit history. We thought tonight with the Eagles heading to Super Bowl 57, the theme tonight could be the Eagles Super Bowls. So we have three Eagles Super Bowls, obviously, 1980-04 and 2017. You call in. We will give you a moment. From one of the three Eagles Super Bowls, you tell us the name that is bleeped out. We'll see how well everyone knows their Eagles Super Bowl history. Let's talk to, um, we got Rob in Williamstown. What's up, Rob? Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good, Rob. What are you thinking tonight? All right, so I'm going to say something that's going to be widely unpopular, but uh, when Andy Reid was a coach here at the Eagles, I thought that he stunk, personally. And I'll give you the reasons why. Now, how does... How do most people measure uh, a head coach, whether they're good or bad or what? Usually by their record. Yeah, the wins, and, wins and losses. Wins or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Now, you know, head coaches, by and large, are a product of the talent they have on the team and the, and the opposition as well. So when Andy coached here, I mean, let's face it, the division wasn't very good, and he had a lot of talent over the years, and he never did win the big one. But for the measure of a good coach for me or a great coach for me is a coach in a, in a game that was close who made a decision, or more than one decision, that ended up winning the game for them and not a coach who made decisions that lost the game for them. And I can remember many occasions with Andy's time management and um, failure to make adjustments at halftime and being stubborn about throwing the ball and not running the ball, where he lost games for us. But I do not remember a single game that was one because of a coaching decision or his coaching on the field. Now, he does do some things good. I mean, he's a, he's a great a motivator. He's a good coach after the bye, and most, most head coaches are. And he's a good quarterback's coach. But as a head coach, an in-game head coach, I think he wasn't very good. And, and, and at Kansas City, it just he has talent, 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 and I think anybody could coach that team. Well, I mean, certainly he has the best quarterback of this generation. That that helps now. So, so Rob, and the it, best tight end. Yes, it, Rob. It sounds to me like this game means a little more for you because it's against Reed. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I think that's fair, Rob. That that's that's real. All right, Rob. Let's play a little explicit history here. We'll give you a highlight of an Eagles Super Bowl. You tell us the name bleeped out. You ready? All right. This, I'm not going to be any good at it. Ah, oh, you might get it. Give yourself credit. Here we go. Foles running up and down the line. It's a direct snap, and it goes to Gives it off to Burton, the tight end, who then throws in the end zone. Touchdown! Foles caught the ball on a touchdown pass of the yard by the tight end. What did we just see? 
Holy smokes, 34 seconds to go. The tight end just threw a touchdown pass to the quarterback. What names bleeped out there, Rob? Oh, my God. And I know who it is, and I can't think of it. Oh, God. It's just too easy. I mean, it's obviously the Philly special. Yeah, we tried to give you a layup on this one. Give us <laughs> oh a guess. Oh, my God. You gave me a layup, and I can't think of his name. And Lo- he wasn't with the team the following year. Local oh, guy. You, you know who he is. I know who he is. And I, his last name you know, is like just, the first half of a citrus fruit. Uh, the first what? The first half of a citrus fruit. The first half of a citrus fruit. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like the brine or something? Well, I mean, you, you, if, we, if we let you go, you might get it. Rob, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, I think he would have put together the citrus fruit connotation there. It's not there. a tangerine. No. But... And he's this guy's still in the league? Did he pop up with the Cardinals this year? He did. He he pops up like every year around week 11, somewhere you didn't expect him to. If I had to guess, he had since that game, and that game he was ridiculously good. Since that game, I would guess he has less than 400 NFL yards. And it's been five years. I mean, it's, it's been a long time now. May, 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 does he have 400 yards since that game across five years in the NFL? So how about this? So he had 99 receiving yards in that game? Uh-huh. He had 192 receiving yards with the Eagles. Since then, he only has uh, 78 receiving yards with other teams in the last four years. And what does he have, like 300 rushing yards? 400? And he has... Can't be much. 270 rushing yards. Yeah, so, so he has less than 400 total yards since the game in five years. I mean, it's, it's nuts. Let's go to Joe, who's up on WIP. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Joe. What are you thinking tonight? Uh, that was definitely uh, when you said who was that guy? That was Trey Burton, right? That was not actually Trey Burton. Someone else involved in the play. But we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a cut, Joe. What, what are you thinking about this Reed thing? Okay, well I love Reed. You know I really never hate the guy. You know his son died that year when we you know we let him go. That always been heavy on my heart. You know Andy Reed. You know but now is he's an enemy next week. So you know it's all about the Eagles next week. So I just think that. It's sad that we're going to give it to them because we are going to blow that team out next week. Uh, I just don't think they have the guys they had the last couple of years. They definitely don't got Cheetah. So, you know, they're in trouble. And especially I'm looking, you know, at the injuries. They don't even have wide receivers. And, and the corners of safety is all rookies. So we're just going to tear that team apart. They don't have no chance with the Eagles. They, they should have just let the Bengals get in. And, you know, let us, you know, feed on them. But I just feel bad for Andy Reid, you know, in this Super Bowl because I just think it, it, it won't be a game. It just won't be a game. I think the Eagles go, go in there, blow them out. I don't think Patrick Mahomes even last two quarters in this game. Wow. Not, Joe, I hope you're yeah. right. I mean, obviously I don't want him to get hurt. But but the blowout part of it, I, I hope you were right on that. And, man, what, what, a, what a way to win a Super Bowl, blowing the doors off the Chiefs and Andy Reid. It's coming. It's coming. I feel it. You know, I, I was right about – remember I called you. It was you and Howard. Yep. And I said that the defense is going to win these games. What did I say? The defense came through. The I remember. Came- Joe, you, you, you <laughs> called that one, and they've been amazing. They gutted the Niners. Joe, let's play some explicit history. We'll give you a moment from an Eagles Super Bowl. You tell us the name, all right? Okay. Here we go. On first down, Bulls fakes. He's back. He steps up. He is going deep, and it is caught by – for a touchdown! Oh, what a great catch by A little play action, and after that big run, they immediately go up on top, and they get the big one to He goes up, 
over Eric Rowe, and he takes the football away. He was about nine and a half yards deep. What a catch. Joe, who caught that touchdown? And that was in the Super Bowl, right? Yes. That was Alshon Jeffrey. Joe, you nailed it. Good job, Joe. Yes, Alshon in the Super Bowl five years ago. Nick Foles down the sideline. Um, boy, the offense in that game. I, I Sometimes I still look back at the box score. Um, tomorrow's the anniversary, right? I believe February 4th. That sounds right. <clears throat> yeah, I think it is tomorrow's the anniversary of that game. Uh, I just – Nick Foles was on a different level of on fire than, than almost I've ever seen any quarterback. I mean, it's just – he had the one pick that bounced off Alshon's hands? Yes. Yeah, but other than that, it felt like the ball never hit the ground for four, for three hours. No, and you see that sometimes with quarterbacks. Like, you just get confident when they throw the ball down the field, and Wentz was like that the whole season. Yep. You know, when you're watching on TV and you see the ball kind of fly out of the picture, you feel confident it's going to be caught. Kind of felt that way the whole day with Nick Foles. Like, any time he kind of floated one of those passes 15, 20 yards downfield, you knew it was going to be a big play. Yeah, he had it. He was remarkable that night. Rob is in Delaware. Hey, Rob. Yo. Yo, Rob, what's yeah. up? What are you thinking? I'm thinking, hey, I got to take you off speaker so you can hear me. That, that works for me. I'm thinking the same thing, Rob. All right. There Give we go. One sec. And... All right, we're off speaker. Good. What are you thinking about so, this read thing? Um, what I'm thinking about this read thing is that I think a lot of people have it wrong. You know what? I love Andy Reid, and I think he's, he was a great coach for us. And a lot of people don't like the way he handled press conferences. But you know what? I saw them as okay. And he he did such a great job for us. And, by the way, there are folks still on this team that are helping us get to the Super Bowl again that Andy Reid brought into the situation. Yeah, there are about, and, th- you know, about three or four of them that are still playing big roles. Yep. Exactly. And guess what? We're going to win this game, and we're not only going to win it small, we're going to win it big. So anybody that has any doubts and thinks it's about, you know, or is worrying about our coach going against Andy Reid, that's ridiculous because if we win this game, Andy Reid is still going to be proud of those guys that he drafted that performed so well. I know Andy's going to want to win this game. Why wouldn't he? Another Super Bowl, but he's not gonna. But he is still gonna be happy for the guys he talked to and he coached, and they won the Super Bowl. And that's what we're gonna do. And even though he wasn't here in 2017, that game played the day after my birthday, or maybe the day before. So, so it's your birthday, birthday this week. Well, yeah, happy birthday. I was gonna say that we're Thank right at, we're right around the date, so it must be your birthday, Rob. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So, and this is another birthday present. I can't believe it. I thought I was going to die before I saw the Eagles win a Super Bowl. And here they won it that day. Oh, my God. The only thing I hated about that game was Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, he was brutal. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, the, the, he was brutal. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Right. And, and Rob, I hope you're right about this case. So, but let me ask you this before we get to explicit history. You like Reed. Would it mean more to beat him? Because you like him, because he was a great Eagles coach. Would it mean more to you? No, it wouldn't okay. mean more to me to beat Reed. It would just mean more to me to win another one. And it would mean more to me for uh, 
thrust to get another Super well, Bowl. Well, and well, that that makes and, it a big deal. Yes, it, it puts them in a different stratosphere as a franchise. Rob, let's play explicit history. We'll give you a highlight here of an Eagles Super Bowl. You tell us the the uh, the name, okay? All right, here we go. It is the third and goal just inside the seven. Here's McNabb pumping. McNabb looking right, looking left. Throws. It is caught. Touchdown, Philadelphia. A diving catch by the tight end. A perfectly thrown ball by McNabb. But the key here is the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody got past, uh, near McNabb. He was able to survey the defense. Kept buying time, kept buying time. And then just found the back of the end zone and threw it low, threw it hard, threw it accurate. It makes a nice catch. Rob, who made that catch for the Eagles? Uh, oh, my God. I'm getting old, man. That's why I stopped calling because my memory stinks. Uh, we, our our memories stink, it, too. We, we're on the radio every day. It's no big deal. Give us a, You have a guess? Eagles, Pat, Pats, the first Eagles, Pats Super Bowl. Hurts. Rob, appreciate it. No, Zach, a um, little young for that game, I would imagine. Yeah, probably still in middle school around that time. Uh, so, so Earth was drafted, what, 2013? Yes. So that means college was own, oh, 10 to 13? He would have been about 12 years old. Okay. So a little young, like I said, for that for that particular but game. But the right position. The Definitely the right position. Um, and if I recall, this player went to a uh, a school not as well-known Across the country, as as maybe the school that Zach Ertz went to, same colors though, very similar color scheme. You're right about that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop board. Explicit history, Eagles Super Bowl moments over the years, and this beating Andy Reid in the Super Bowl mean more to you? Like, will this mean more because it's Reid on the other side? It means more for me. It's not a typical Super Bowl. It's not while they're playing the Bills. Yeah, it's a, it's a Super Bowl matchup. They're playing the Bengals. No, those. Those are regular Super Bowl matchups. They have a chance to win the divorce, to fi- to finalize this as they came out better without Reed than he came out without them. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. We'll come back. And how about what Fletcher Cox had to say today when asked who would win, the 2017 team or the 2022 team if they played for all the marbles? This, this surprised me. We'll hear it next on Sports Radio 94 WIP.